0: The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Texts for our meditation this morning are the words that were read for you earlier in our epistle reading. So today's theme is really all about prayer. So uh-oh. Pastor Dan? Thank you. There's a really nice picture of people of a person praying which will be up there in just a little bit. So we're just going to kind of move ahead a little bit because we're going to be focusing on prayer. And one of the things that we're going to be doing as we continue to think about this being the beginning of our 76th year is to go back in time. And if you take out your gray insert that says the special message from Betty Newman from 1968, which if you do your math, you might know that's like 50 years ago. Um, Anyway, in 1968, Betty Newman wrote this after finishing a whole bunch of articles about our church's first 25 years. And I thought one of the quotes that Betty has, it's at the, towards the bottom of the italics, is really helpful for us to think about because she refers to prayer. And I want uh, you to just listen to it. It'll maybe even end up on the screen. Uh, But it's, we must pray to God to take our congregation by the hand and lead us forward. We must pray to God to take our congregation by the hand and lead us forward. To make those first footprints on the path to the future. And then on to the next. And the next. So what she wrote 50 years ago is just as applicable to us today. Sure, society has changed. But we as the people of God gathered together in this place still have this message, this need, and that is to pray. Because prayer is an opportunity when we don't know what to pray as we sang in our hymn. We don't know what to pray, but we know to whom we ought to pray. So please join with me in a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for all the blessings you shower upon us, for all the blessings that you've given to this congregation in the past 75 years. There have been good times and there have been challenging times. But through each and every one of those times, you have been with us, and you have walked with us, and you have never abandoned us. But you still provide for us your word, which tells us the truth about who you are and what you've done for us. You tell us how Jesus was willing to be the one sent, promised of old, to come and be among us. And that's what we're celebrating in this Advent season, getting ready to celebrate his birth. He came to live among your people. He came to love them and teach them. And ultimately, he died on the cross because the people of that day didn't want that kind of a Messiah. But it was also a part of your plan so that he could take all of our sins and die for them on the cross. And because he did and said, it is finished, we know our sins are forgiven completely and totally. And then he rose from the dead to give us a glimpse of what we have to look forward to. And you have claimed us in the waters of baptism. You promised to be with us. You promised to forgive us and each and every day we are reminded that we are yours and you walk with us. We thank you that the Holy Spirit lives inside us and that the Holy Spirit is there to help us to speak even when we don't know what to say so that we can tell other people about your love even when we feel apprehensive because you put those words in our mouth and you make them right so that people who are yet to hear do believe. So we pray, use us as your disciples. Use this ministry to help us to reach out to those who are yet to hear, but also, Lord, help us as a congregation to grow closer together, to develop more relationships so that we can indeed be your people placed here at this time in history for a purpose. To share your love so that others may know and grow along with us. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. And so it is, brothers and sisters in Christ, we pray. And I pray that you will talk with God as well. Because that's what we need to do as we think about our future, our present day. The Lord has placed many opportunities before us, and that's a pretty amazing thing for us to think about. In his book, Why Pray, John DeVries has all sorts of different stories about how God used him and how he saw there was a very important power in prayer because what prayer really did for him and those he taught was to help develop their relationship with God. That's an important point for us to think about. He points out the fact that when you pray to God, it's like praying and talking to a spouse or a close friend. What would happen to your relationship with your spouse or your close friend if you didn't talk with them? If you didn't have any communication with them? And so it is that God says, I love you and I want to have communication with you. I want to talk with you. I want you to listen to me too. And that's what prayer is all about. That's why Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, and most of those petitions in the Lord's Prayer are really about talking to God and our relationship with him. There's really only one part of that prayer, and that's the fourth petition, where we talk to God about all of our needs, and we're reminded we don't really need to worry because God provides for us daily. And so it is that in prayer, we are blessed as we have this opportunity to talk to him and to listen to him. And it is his word that helps us to know what he thinks about you and me. What he thinks about the rest of the world and what he would have us to do. I'm reading Proverbs right now for my daily Bible reading. And as I'm reading Proverbs, I am once again amazed at all of these important, simple things that the writer of Proverbs, Solomon, one of the wisest people, has written down. If we would apply a lot of those words to our lives, many of us would be richly blessed. So it is that our God comes to us today as we look at our future And we pray that God would give us wisdom. I told you that we're talking about prayer and how important prayer is for us. And I really would like you to uh, just notice that the hymn writer that we just sang in our sermon hymn, and I've got this on the insert. If you want to take out that green insert you received when you came in, it says, Why Pray at the top? I actually intended it to say, let's pray, but why pray is a good way for us to think of it too. But in the second paragraph, I have what's up on the screen. I chose this particular hymn because I thought it was so fitting for us as we think about moving ahead, the best thing I could think of for us to do is to pray. Because notice what we saying. I know not how to ask or what to say, I only know my need. I, I know as a pastor, we need to move ahead in, in our 76th year. That's a deep need for all of us. But I don't know what all of that means yet. But God does. And we're going to be able to figure this out together. Tomorrow, we're going to have a meeting of uh, the Vision Task Force that's a gathered of a variety of the people who met in November as we looked at what God would have us do. And look at stanza three. Come with the strength I lack. Bring vision clear of human need. We need a greater clarity of what it is that God would have us do as we seek to reach out into our community. We need to pray that God would guide and bless us When we met together as a task force, I mean, on visioning day, we came up with three target areas for outreach. In other words, what can we do to reach our community? What did we learn about people who live in our geographical area, our proximity? Based on the conversations that we had on that visioning day, we discovered that we have three target areas. One is preschool families, another is boomers, those who are in their 50s and 60s, and seniors, those who are 70 years plus. The demographic studies of the neighborhood around South Shore Trinity support these targets. We came up with some vision statements, and we're going to look at what those vision statements mean and what it means to be able to come up with strategies as far as how we might reach these people. And we pray that God would use us to share the love of Jesus Christ with them. Doesn't mean that there are people that don't know who Jesus is living around here, but we want to reach the people who especially don't. Because there's a lot more people today, it seems. People who are lonely, looking for relationships. And most of all, not even knowing that they're looking for a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so it is, we seek to do this ministry of reaching out to them but that if you're not listed in one of those areas from an age group that doesn't mean you're not important that doesn't mean other people that of those age groups are not important that's not what we're saying what we're saying is that we need to focus on some and so it is if you take a look at what god would have us do we're going to be focusing on these and we ask you to keep these in your prayers. But you know I also want you to look at the next paragraph. As leaders as leaders in our church we would like to know what you would like to do to meet some of the needs in our congregation because our ministry is also internal as much as it is external. So what are some of the needs that you see? Our hope and prayer is that everyone in this congregation will will be involved in at least one aspect of our ministry. Some of you are involved in a number of areas of ministry and others of you, I believe, would like to be. And we don't know. We haven't had the opportunity necessarily of finding out what you would like to be interested in. And so, We want to give you an opportunity to identify what you would be interested in, what you have questions about. We want to plan on ways to help you, to mentor you, to answer those questions so that you might be able to be more involved. You may want to learn what it means to usher. We've got people that are willing to help with that. You may want to learn what it means to be a coffee server. We've got people to help with that. You may want to learn what it means to serve and help with a fellowship activity or an outreach activity. You may want to know how can you teach Sunday school or help with Sunday school. You may want to even be thinking about a number of different things. You can put those down. Just please name or describe it on that one line. And a question, are you willing to be a leader or help to facilitate that? And in addition, are you interested in being in a group? A group is a way to develop relationships with people. Maybe you're looking for something, looking for some type of a spiritual activity for you to be able to participate in, whether it is meeting here at church, in a home, or off-site somewhere for Bible study or devotions, some kind of a project or some type of an activity. We're interested in finding out. And so we hope you will fill this out. And down below there, we would love for you to circle those you are interested in, whether it's a men's group, a women's group, a couple's group, a single's group, a family's group, an all-ages group, a youth, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, any specific age group or combination thereof. And are you willing to be a facilitator or leader? We're excited about possibilities. And you can put down what you are passionate about. Something that you have that you would love to be interested, involved in, or share. So put down your name, your phone number, your email. And my hope and prayer, our hope and prayer, is that God will indeed richly bless us as we respond. And we're able to see what God would have us do here in this place. I'm excited about our future. I'm excited because God's brought you here, and each and every one of you are special. We're all in this together, brothers and sisters in Christ, disciples called by Jesus to be his own and sent by Jesus to be his witnesses wherever he places us. May God make it so as we pray. Amen.